Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap, the podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we preview the series that just happened, uh, or no, sorry, recap the series that just happened and preview the upcoming series. Uh, on this edition Opening day is tomorrow. We will be previewing the Red Sox, and since we don't have anything to recap because spring training is blah, and the second half of today's show, we'll be just be giving our overall previews and predictions for the 2021 season. I am your host, Keaton Rocher, joined, as always, by Shelly Verstraight. Uh, Shelly, tomorrow it all starts. How are we feeling? Yeah, it, it, it finally starts. I, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I took the day off work. Um, and oh, I'm smart. just, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, this is like my first day off for the entire year. So I just, I, I planned this out. I'm just, I'm just taking this day off, you know, uh, 2020 was awful. I just need this day. Um, I'm just going to just watch all the baseball tomorrow. I'm super stoked that, you know, we get a full season. Baseball is here. <sighs> I'm just going to enjoy tomorrow. Yeah, and not only that, we got baseball starts. We got Red Sox kicking off a three-game homestand with the Orioles, and we get to uh, get a nice nightcap of Scherzer versus Degrom, assuming that Scherzer is not on the list of folks that need to quarantine. Although I'm getting a little bit worried because I just saw something on Twitter uh, that the Nationals catchers are going to be in quarantine. 
So, oh boy. That, hopefully, we still get Scherzer de Grom's a nice way to end the first day. But yeah, we like the Red Sox here. So we will dive into the Red Sox versus the Orioles. Before we get into that, the presenting sponsor of today's pod is Fifth Element. Fifth Element is ultra high milligram CBD focused on relief and recovery after a workout. They are specially designed for people with active lifestyles, from weekend warriors to professional athletes to bucket list gym enthusiasts. Fifth Element, aka 5E, is full spectrum high milligram hemp to help you whenever, wherever you need it, whether it's after the gym or after work. Get yours today, feel better tomorrow by visiting 5EHemp.com and use the code MONSTER for 50% off. Yes, you heard that right 50% half off. That's 5EHemp.com. Use the code MONSTER. Go to 5ehemp.com and get 50% off. That's the number 5, the letter E, hemp.com. Diving on in. Well, uh, we thought we were going to have Erod. We don't. So instead, our opening day matchup is Nathan Evaldi versus John Means. Uh, currently, it is game two on Saturday is TBD, but it looks probable that it's Tanner Houck versus Matt Harvey. And then the series wraps up with Garrett Richards versus Bruce Zimmerman. I guess let's start with that first one. Are you expecting any fireworks from the Evaldi Means matchup? Um, uh, I mean, this is a matchup that I'm really, um, really interested to see. Um, I'm a big uh, John Means fan. Um, I have him a lot of places, like in fantasy baseball. Um, but you know, I didn't start him. You know, versus the Red Sox because they can really hit. Um, but Evaldi, he's kind of struggled this 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 spring but i i'm still banking on him um I, I i think that he can you know really carve up um this orioles uh lineup to be honest yeah agreed i mean it's a big start for Evaldi, not only just because it's opening day and they're coming off of a you know a poor season but he had his ups and downs in the springs he looked really good at times and he looked really bad at other times and he was pretty much that inconsistent um in 2020 and trying to put that behind him and if there is a i don't think there's a better matchup here for the red sox to kick off the season than with this baltimore orioles lineup and if you're trying to straighten yourself out for the rest of the 161 games uh this is the exact place you'd like to start so i i think i'm with you i'm looking for big things from rivaldi here tanner halk versus matt harvey matt harvey getting the chance here um i guess what is there anything you're looking for in that matchup um honestly i would be watching um halk um just to see how his command is because i mean he's uh, he he struggled with his command you know during the minors and kind of sometimes during spring um but that's really what i'll be looking i will be just focusing in on Halk here because i don't i I don't really care about matt harvey and it makes me sad because he used to be a dude but Jeez, Matt Harvey <laughs> is your number two. Oi, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Baltimore fans. Like, oh, jeez. Agreed. Yeah, I'm excited that Hauk is actually getting a start, um, yeah. at least initially here with the Red Sox, because I want to see him build on that really awesome end of 2020. Um, his three starts were great. That slider was working, and he had guys all twisted up. And even in his last start in spring, uh, he kept that going. And got yeah. a bunch of strikeouts and even made the pitcher list GIF recap with his slider. So uh, looking for some excitement there from him. Game three, Garrett Richards, Bruce Zimmerman. You know I got my eyes on Richards. <laughs> you like that mustache, don't you? I do. Yeah, I think it just enhances <laughs> it. Like when 
Pit, like pitchers, I feel like are the only position that should have those mustaches. Like everywhere else, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't really fit. But a pitcher with a stash like that, it just adds to the lore and intimidation. So I'm all for it. A hundred percent. I I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm usually um, anti-stash, but when it comes to you know a pitcher who can rock that, and Garrett really can, I'm totally for it. But yeah, I mean, I I I think this is kind of a layup for for Richards. Um, and it kind of just like eases him, you know, into the season. You know, he's going against, you know, Bruce Zimmerman. He's going against the Orioles. It should be, should be a nice, easy way to just, you know, come into the uh, 2021 season for him. Yeah, it's pretty much the same situation as Evaldi. Richards yeah. has had starts this spring where he's looked really good and in times where he's looked really poor. Uh, and so to set yourself up on the right path, I know he was working with some mechanics and felt like his bottom half wasn't synced up with his top half which is exactly what spring training is for is getting all those kinks out and there's probably no better matchup to get yourself right for the rest of the season than these orioles so i'm looking for big things from richards on sunday 100 percent. the boston red sox lineup um probably will you know slightly change as we go but the uh, the base lineup we're working with here kike hernandez leading off alex verdugo batting second bogart's third J.D. Martinez, 4th, Devers, 5th, Renfro, 6th, Franchi, 7th, Vasquez, 8th, and Bobby Dahlbuck, ninth. What are your thoughts on that there lineup? Um, I like it. Um, The only thing that I have a trouble with is Devers hitting 5th. I get it because, you know, Cora and, and the team just really want um, uh, Enrique Hernandez to just, like, really uh, lead off and, and just you know just they're really being really aggressive with him so i get it but just seeing that devers is hitting fifth i don't know it just i don't don't know i don't really like that because that seems way too low for you know just how much i believe in devers agreed i actually just realized i had bogarts and jd flipped jd batting third bogarts fourth and then devers fifth but i'm right there with you i think um I would rather have Verdugo lead off, Devers second, and have that be the one through four. Um, But I guess I feel like it's not going to take long for Devers to move up. And I'm fine with seeing how this works for the first month or so. But uh, if it's not working out at the top of the order and there needs to be a shakeup, I hope that they don't just keep forcing this lineup. But uh, one thing is for sure, they're not going to have trouble scoring runs. And that's a nice lineup, particularly the back end with Renfro, Franchi, Vasquez, and Dahlbuck. That is just power central back there at the end, which is a significant upgrade from what the back of the order looked like a year ago, um, maybe even two years ago. So it should be a pretty electric lineup all the way through. Uh, In the bullpen, as we're going into the start of the season, Matt Barnes is your closer for the eighth, Ottavino for the ninth. You think that's the right way we should start? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, after we got past our kind of sort of like COVID scare, um, yeah. and, uh, uh, then, then there was no issues there. I, 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 I kind of like that you get Barnes out of, you know, I, I'm totally fine with that. Um, I'm just kind of hoping that Barnes and Ottavino like stagger their, you know, amazingness and horribleness, right? So it, when Barnes is great, maybe Ottavino is kind of bad. But then, like, when Ottavino is great, maybe Barnes is fine. So we have just, like, one closer. Because I, I, I do think that they are kind of like, you know, that Spider-Man gif. 
Uh, they're they're kind of like yeah. the same. They're the the they're the same picture, and just kind of like I'm just hoping that they're, you know, not bad at the same time. Is all I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about the depth that the bullpen has now, which is not something they have had <laughs> in that like the past three years. Um, so that's nice to see. However, this at the back end, like Barnes and Adamino both have severe walk issues. Uh, they both over the past two seasons have blown uh, the most saves in the American League, uh, which is not not great. So it, it feels like the very back end is still going to be a bit of a struggle. Um, but I'm hoping that because they have depth, maybe guys don't feel as much pressure. Um, I don't know. It's certainly something to watch. I'm not expecting uh, with uh, I have apologies and no offense meant to Barnes. I'm not expecting him to be the closer for the entire season. Um but I'm hoping that he can get off to uh, off on the right foot. Yeah. Uh, taking a peek at the Orioles lineup that these Red Sox pitchers will be facing, uh, according to roster resource, we have Cedric Mullins leading off, Trey Mancini second, Anthony Santander third, Ryan Mountcastle fourth, Chance Sisko fifth, Austin Hayes sixth, Mikel Franco seventh, Freddie Galvis eighth, and Ramon Urias ninth. Right off the bat, Really great to see Trey Mancini back and getting at bats and just on the field again after that, his battle with colon cancer. Um, he's still really good. Outside of that, though, uh, not much. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, pretty much. Um, you know, Mancini, Santander, and Mountcastle. It, you know, they're they're kind of like interesting players, but they're like super aggressive. So, it, you know, if Eovaldi, Halk, and Richards can, like, really pound the zone and just be like, super aggressive as well, I think that that could really benefit them. Um, but, you know, outside of, like, those three, I'm not really scared of anyone um, in the Baltimore lineup. So I, I really do think that um, our pitches can really just rack up Ks um, with this lineup. Yeah, the only other one that is, uh, like, kind of on my radar is Mikel Franco, who yeah. had a really good 2020 in a short sample size, but then was just non-tendered, and it took forever for him to sign, um, which makes me question, I guess, teams probably don't think what he did in 2020 was real or sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in this lineup, it's not something that I'm really worried about, but he has a chance to do some damage. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. Nope, just kidding. One last thing. What's your prediction for the series outcome? <laughs> um, I go, uh, we win, uh, the Red Sox win two, the um, Orioles win one. Um, I, I, maybe I'm just being conservative, um, you know, in this first matchup here. Yeah, I feel the same way. That's exactly what my prediction was. I really wanted to give them a sweep, but... Um, even though I think that the Red Sox are, you know, poised to score a lot of runs, uh, if of all these struggles and they have to get to the bullpen early, the Orioles, you know, could steal a game. Uh, same same situation with Richards too. So I think I want to give it a sweep, but I think it's probably Red Sox take two out of three. Yeah. Still a great outcome though. Yeah. Uh, and who is your MVP of the series? Um, 
I'm going to go with Devers. Like, I'm just feeling it. He kind of had kind of a rough spring, but he's just going to go gangbusters. I think it's going to be Raphael Devers as MVP for this uh, for this series. I like it. I'm going to go Garrett Richards. I think he's just going to spin a gem for us on Sunday. I would love to see it. Indeed. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with our uh, just general outlook here on 2020. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, looking ahead. So we did um, for OverTheMonster.com, great website, a little projecting 2021 superlatives, uh, which is MVP, best pitcher, defensive wizard, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, and unsung hero. So we will run through those right now. MVP for this Boston Red Sox team here in 2021. Shelly, who'd you pick? Um, it will forever be Xander Bogarts. Um, he is just my MVP forever. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there may be some players who could probably have a better season, but it will always be Xander. He is just my MVP forever. Fair. I went with J.D. Martinez, and I was the only one who didn't pick uh, <laughs> Xander or <laughs> Devers. <laughs> Uh, and why I went with J.D. Martinez is because I think he's pretty disappointed in how 2020 went, and he's kind of annoyed. And I think he's just going to have another ball-out season because he very, very much has the skills for it. Um, but often with this lineup, how J.D. Martinez does to turn it over to the bottom half uh, is generally how the entire lineup tends to fare. So when J.D. is doing well, the entire lineup seems to be doing well when he struggles you know, it's really kind of just at the top. And maybe that, that ends up being different um, this year with him being, at least to start the season, protected by Bogarts and Devers right behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that when the Red Sox were at their best in 2018, J.D. Martinez was the catalyst, even though Devers, Bogarts, and the like also had really great seasons. A lot of it turned on him. So I'm thinking if the Red Sox are going to have another successful season, we're going to need J.D. Martinez to be J.D. Martinez again, and I think he'll be able to do it. Nice. Best pitcher. Um. Well, when I I wrote that, you know that uh, you know roundtable, um, I I had Erod, but obviously he's you know kind of dealing with dead arm. Um. So if I take like a mulligan on that, I'm gonna say Eovaldi. Um. I I love what he did last year when he was like really on. And I've just been a humongous fan of Eovaldi. And I'm here for that. Like, I, I, I think that he's just going to be amazing. Um, so I think that he will be the best pitcher for the Red Sox. I also had Erod. Um, and this, again, was before the dead arm stitch. Uh, so if I'm also going to take a mulligan, I'm going to go Garrett Richards. Nice. Because I'm a big fan of Garrett Richards. And I'm looking for him to have a big year. Uh coming into a season healthy for the first time in like, I don't know, 
half a decade. <laughs> so, uh, so that's exciting. Um, and he's now like 18 to 20 months or so removed from his last surgery. So, uh, getting more and more healthy by the day. And I think he's going to be more of the good that we saw in spring and less of the bad. Yeah. Next up is defensive wizard. Um, I went with, um, you know, your boy, your other boy, um, Hunter Renfro. Um, I, I mean, I, I just really think that he's just going to either play right field or center field. He's just going to play really, really good defense and um, also just really produce with the bat. I, I, I'm really excited to see how many home runs he, he hits. Uh, but yeah, my guy was definitely Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because that defense is not the first thing you think of with Hunter Renfro at all. Yeah. And um, he's pretty good at it. And particularly if the Red Sox are going to let him play right field and center field, um, you know, home and away. But, I mean, right field, center field, they're both incredibly difficult in Fenway Park. So wherever he's landing, he's going to cover, going to have to cover a lot of ground. And he's going to have to come up throwing quite a bit and make some plays. Um, so I'm excited to see how he does. I think I went with essentially his partner out there and Alex Verdugo, who led all of Major League Baseball in outfield assists last year, which, again, uh, the defense is not exactly the, the first thing you think of with Verdugo either. Um, normally you think it's his hit tool that really carried him through the minors, but his defense has progressed significantly, and he is a very good outfield defender. I don't think... Um, you know, this is going to make up for the days of JBJ and Mookie <laughs> and their awesome defense out there in center and right, but uh, these guys are certainly no slouches. Agreed. Biggest surprise in a positive way. Yeah. Um, so I went with um, Connor Seabold here. Um, I, I, I think that he is just going to be that good glue starting pitcher that we're going to kind of need. Uh, we'll talk about my biggest disappointment here in a bit um but i mean yeah he's only pitched one inning in like you know uh spring training um but i think that he's gonna come up and just be a super dependable starter he's not gonna be super flashy right but he's just gonna be super dependable just awesome just you know just whatever so i think that he's gonna be the biggest surprise when it comes to um, a lot of Red Sox fans, uh, they'll be like, who is this guy? You know, who do we trade him for? But, oh, wow, he's not that bad. I like him. So, yeah, so Connor Seabold, biggest surprise. That's a good one. I went with Hunter Renfro, uh, mainly because, um, kind of to tie into your defense, um, I think he's had a really good season at the plate. Last time he was given a full-time role in San Diego, 35 homers. Um, obviously, 2020 didn't go exactly how we hoped um also splitting time in tampa and then just got released so uh now up here in boston he's going to get to play every day and i think this dude is just going to love that monster and it's extra base city uh, along with some above average defense so i think he's going to be a nice gem there at the bottom of the lineup and uh hopefully gets re-signed for a very long time yeah biggest disappointment uh, uh, this one was kind of like really easy for me. I think it's going to be Nick Pavetta. 
Uh, like, I was, like, really in, like, a couple years ago when he was at the Phillies. I'm like, oh, look at him. You know, he's, like, really striking out, like, a lot of guys. But, I mean, he gets up home runs so much. He had a not a really great spring. It was kind of here and there. Um, I just really think that he's going to just be the biggest disappointment. He's going to fall out the rotation, and then we're going to have to figure out where he fits in in the bullpen. I just, yeah. It was just it was just an easy just Nick Pavetta for me. That's probably a good one. I went with Bobby Dahlbeck. Mainly because um he's still got massive strikeout issues and they're they've been worse than Chavis's <laughs> and everybody's been running from Chavis like the wind. But I I'm worried. I mean I know he's got power for days and he hammered the ball in spring training. But I just wonder how sustainable that is with the amount of strikeouts that he has. It just seems like he's going to get figured out and picked apart and he's going to have to make an adjustment. And maybe, um, you know, his approach at the plate at least feels like it's, it's maybe more, uh, more than what Chavis has to offer. And so maybe he can make those adjustments, but I'm just, I'm concerned uh, that those are going to rear their ugly head and coupled with just the, amount of hype that's around him right now he feels like an easy target for a letdown yeah yeah i would agree with you um i'm really to see i'm really excited to see um how he makes an adjustment to you know pitchers make an adjustment because there will be one and you know as you said we didn't see chavis make that adjustment so i'm hoping that he can unsung hero uh, let me see. Who did I have? I had, oh, I had, um, Matt Andrees. Um, he's had a, 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 you know, a pretty good spring. Um, and I just think that because of the kind of wonkiness with the back half, you know, you got Nick Pavetta, you got Martin Perez, Connor Siebold, hopefully at some point. I just think that Matt Matt Andres is gonna just fill in a lot of bulk innings whenever a a starter just really goes bad, where we need to fill in some time between starters, whatever. I think that he's gonna get a you know you know two to three innings like kind of whenever he comes in. He won't be lights out, but he won't be awful. He'll just like totally just fill in the gaps. Right and just be like a really good glue guy. I I I'm really excited that you know I was really happy that we signed him because I think that he could be a really good long man for us. Yeah, so I kind of agree, and that was uh, similar reasoning why I picked Garrett Whitlock was essentially to fill the same role, be the guy to step in, uh, go two three innings at a time, be able to get a spot start. Uh, maybe even work his way up to some high leverage if he continues what he did in the spring, which was just absolutely phenomenal. That role, I think, is going to have to be filled by somebody um, to and do it well for the Red Sox to have um, you know a successful season or meet expectations for the season. So I think whoever fills that role is going to have to be the unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I was so impressed with Whitlock in the spring that I just, I went with him, but I think you're on, you're right on the mark with the exact same role for Andres and having whoever's filling that role be the, the unsung hero. Yep. All right. I'll do it for uh, episode two of season two of the 
Red Sox precap. Uh, you can find both of us at Over the Monster. Um, I haven't done anything recently besides uh, roundtables. Uh, have you written anything? Uh, no, it's basically just uh, been roundtables for me as well. Great. You can find both of us on Twitter. You can find me at The Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. And we will be back with you guys on Monday morning to recap this three-game series against Baltimore and preview the first series of the year against the Tampa Bay Rays. Thanks for listening.